This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 54, recorded September 10th, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the Finger Holes, Ultra Magnus. We shall call you New Soundwave. It pays to get Transformers because you get girls. This is Matrix Prime, Power 64. This is Matt Spader. This is Curious Thing Transforming. Chill out. Hello and welcome to TF Wire. I am Jesse slash Matrix Prime and this is our second live recording of the podcast. Yes, we're recording in front of a live Skype audience, although you can't hear them, so I won't ask them to make any noise. And on this week's show, I'm not going alone. I am joined by Hour 64. Konnichiwa, minna-san. Watashi no namae wa Hour 64 desu. Dozo yoroshiku. And now we need a translator, apparently. And I'm jo- also joined by Spada. Hola, amigos. Uh, no, no trucks this week? No, no trucks. No trucks driving into the electrical transformer station. You want to explain where you were last week? In a power outage. <laughs> no more uh, details? In a two, three day power outage. Caused by a? Semi-truck driving into an electrical station. <laughs> wow, this is some pretty shitty details. Um, yep. Big boom, no lights. <laughs> Melting um, ice cream, apparently. Had to re- replace contents of refrigerator. Uh, any pizza? No pizza. <laughs> For all those wondering, uh, I believe that Jesse and Curis tried to order a pizza on my <laughs> behalf. It was never delivered. Uh, at, yeah, that kind of fell through, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, my, my computer actually uh, froze up when we were trying to do that, so it never went through. <laughs> oh, well, there's always next time. <laughs> Oh, great. Yep. <laughs> and we actually have no idea where Kyrus is. Um, well, yeah, we do. He's in England. Do we know that for sure? No. <laughs> he might be in Wales. Maybe he's not even really from England. Maybe he just says he's from England. I'm pretty sure that uh, accent is authentic. Maybe he's originally yeah. from England, but maybe that's not where he's at now. Yeah. Well, if he's lying to us, it's for purposes of national security. What nation? I can't say. <laughs> Well, all I have to say, it is a beautiful day to be lying out in the middle of a ditch somewhere, so... Uh, it's... it's night over there. It's a beautiful evening. It's a beautiful evening. night to be lying <laughs> face down dead in a ditch. <laughs> Alright, so, on to the news, yes? On to the news. Sure, why not? Alright, story one. Movie Prime and movie scene mock-ups. Uh, last week we talked about the uh, movie Prime images that we saw, and Spada, you can comment on those in a second. Uh, this week, uh, Sabertron.com scored some new images of Prime, and we get to see a few different angles of the character, as well as a look at the, as well as a look at his arm cannon. And they've also scored images of two movie scene mockups, and these include cardboard cutouts of the characters on a city street, showing the size comparison between the different Transformers. So, what do you think? I'm just glad to know that a multi-million-dollar production is being mapped at using paper standards. <laughs> Yes. That was great. The one thing that absolutely I thought was really funny, you had all the paper standees, and, you know, they're huge, and they're big, and even some the smaller guys aren't that big. But poor Bumblebee, he has no legs. They chopped <laughs> him off right at the knees. <laughs> Maybe they ran out. But I have t- oh, by the way, spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um... 
Oh, come on. If you visit any Transformers website, you're going to see these. Now, just for anyone who has seen the pick... Uh, hold on. Everyone? I pull it up. Which is everyone, Yeah, yes. pretty much everyone. <laughs> the... What's going on in around the forums is a lot of people are guessing, and we've got uh, Bumblebee in the very front. We've got the tank, who I believe was Brawl. Was he the tank? Uh, uh, Brawl, Bumblebee, really and attention. Jazz in the front. And then in the rear, we've got Prime, Megatron, Blackout on the left. Starscream, which thankfully he doesn't have the giant rotating arms for missiles... <laughs> And then what looks to be Ratchet behind him, and then I can't tell who the other one is. <laughs> Some people are saying Ironhide. Some people are saying um, oh Barricade. And some people say that uh, Frenzy is in here just behind Megatron's leg, but I'm not seeing it too well, but oh well. But yeah, all I have that one either. Yeah, all I have to say is if the Decepticons come marching down my street, I am <laughs> going to be running. I am going to be running away fast. I believe the term is scared shitless. Yes. Jazz looks pretty tiny there in the, in the uh mock-up, doesn't he? Yeah, he I mean, he looks really tiny. Um he's Everything only supposed I've heard said he was shorter than Bumblebee was yeah. when he had legs. Yep. He's only supposed to be like 13 or 14 feet or something like that, and Bumblebee's 17 feet. Wouldn't it make more sense to have Bumblebee be the smallest? It would... Well, they're basing it on the cars. Yeah, the car, the Saturn Sky it, Sky Roadster is a much smaller vehicle than the Camaro. Are we sure it's a Sky, not a Pontiac Solstice? Um, I'm pretty... Whichever, they're the same... They're the same car, almost. But uh, Pontiac Solstice, whatever. <laughs> Okay, so going, but, uh, back, going back to Prime, do you like the the arm cannon we got to see? I do. I like it. I think it's uh, I think it looks good. Now we I discussed just, I like what I see. we discussed Prime last week. What are your thoughts on the on the character and design? My only complaint is his face. Now we haven't seen the finished product, but he looks like a cow without his <laughs> faceplate. It looks like the snout of a bovine. It just. I don't know why, it just does. Now, as the writers have said, there's going to be significant amount of CG on the faces. <laughs> Here's hoping they just keep it as the faceplate and we don't have that stupid mouth. But from what I see, I like it. I mean, I can see that he's a semi. And that's the one thing I do like. The only thing you like? <laughs> well... I like the coloring. I did. I wasn't sure I was going to like the flames, but now that I've seen them, I like the flames. The I'd, flames make the whole thing work, really. Yeah, I mean, it just be R.I.D. Prime. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. I I like it. I like the model. I like the way it looks. I'm just a little concerned about seeing it transform. <laughs> it that reminds me. I'm actually looking forward to something with the movie coming out. We're going to see transformations in a show that actually seem to work. Not just like the uh, part where the transformations are feasible, but being able to see them in action. Yes. The recent Japanese series have all managed to just have them cut to a Power Rangers-esque backdrop while they transform. And even when they're not, and in the previous series, they've just kind of managed to hop into the air and land. 
I think with this movie, we might end up seeing, like, some of the things similar to what I've worked at for, say, Masterpiece Prime or other occasional toys where I've actually tried to figure out how they would transform if they were driving forward at high speeds and needed to transform into robot mode. That's uh, I do that. I actually do that with my figures is try and you know, sit them down in their one mode and figure out, well, which way would they need to turn? Would they need to turn around to transform? And that was something the original series did really well in the first season is you actually saw them... Well, that whole scene in the first or the third episode where they were encircling the Decepticons' base camp, yep. they transformed and just started running. Okay. One thing I've noticed when I've been looking at them is that most of the Transformers, in order to transform and keep moving, would have to be able to run backwards and turn around for a few paces. Yeah, well. <laughs> They're robots. They can manage it. Okay, so story two? Story number two. Beast Wars 10th, pri- 10th Anniversary Primal and Megatron 2-pack released. Originally, Jap- originally a Japanese exclusive for the Beast Wars 10th Anniversary, the new Primal and Megatron molds have been released at Toys R Us as exclusives. The figures are bundled in a 2-pack for $39.99 and, and are new molds based on the original Beast Wars Primal and Megatron figure- figures. You know what I say? Sucks to be you, people who dropped 70 bucks or more <laughs> yeah. on the Japanese versions. <laughs> I actually, I actually like these figures better than the the uh, new molds we got. I I well I like the new Megatron better because I have the original Beast Wars Megatron and he's not that great of a figure. But the Prime figure, Primal figure, is still one of my favorite Beast Wars figures. I'd be able to weigh in on the difference if I'd ever had either of the original <laughs> two Beast Wars leaders, and if my Toys R Us would ever get the damn Beast Wars 10th Anniversary new Primal toy in. <laughs> Well, I, I'm waiting for Remy to get a hold of these. Or has Remy already done that? Since he yeah, has he the Japanese version. Well, everybody yeah. go to Remy's <laughs> site to see the difference. TFKenCon.com. Which reminds me, uh, Awa, did you ever get a hold of him? Beast Wars 10th Primal? Uh, no, Remy. No, Remy. About no, creating the... Not yet, uh, anyway. I still need to email him about that. What are you waiting for? Uh, I'm a procrastinator <laughs> at heart. That'll come in well in college. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it really won't, will it? No, it really won't. <laughs> uh, okay, where were we? Uh, story number three. Uh, story number three, okay. G1 Soundwave for pre-order at Toys R Us. While Hasbro was denied the fact that they were releasing the figure, it looks as though the U.S. will be seeing G1 Soundwave in stores soon. ToysRUs.com is currently taking pre-orders for the figure at a price of twenty nine ninety nine. And according to the website, it has a release date of December 5th. The toy is actually the Sound Blaster mold rather than the Soundwave mold. And based on the prototype pictures we have seen, it will include Laserbeak and Ravage. Speaking of sucks to be you, I dropped 60 bucks on the <laughs> Japanese reissue of Sound Blaster. <laughs> so it sucks to be me on that one. And it sucks to be me on that one as well, because I did it too. Eh. Not me. It was worth it though. Soundwave kicks ass. I dropped uh, 50 bucks on a, a G1. Soundwave. Complete. Well, the one thing that I'm getting kind of tired of, they always seem to be releasing Laserbeak and Ravage. Why aren't Rumble and Frenzy getting any of the love? Because Rumble and Frenzy were never packed in with Soundwave. (laughs) And these are reissues. Technicality. (laughs) Yeah. Don't Don't you like Laserbeak and Ravage better anyways? Well, if my yeah, if the isn't rab- it better having two different toys than 
well, repaints of each other. If the Ravage I had would actually stand up, I'd like him better. Now, come on, I I like the Rumble figure in in the the cartoon. It's a great character, but as a toy, nah. I've been meaning to ask you something. Me? Is he red or blue? Um, that's been a debate through the fandom for years. Uh, I was joking. That was what I was referencing. <laughs> you fell into his trap. Son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, don't you talk about my mother that way, no matter how true it is. Oh! So then you, going to... you, you guys won't be picking this one up then? I might. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I might. I don't know. It depends on if I have 30 bucks at some point that I could just blow on a figure. <laughs> I probably won't, but I can imagine I'll probably manage to convince a bunch of my friends to. But then at this point, we still don't know if it's official. We've been seeing test shots <laughs> all the time. I mean, if it's not official, <laughs> then somebody at Hasbro wanted one for themselves. <laughs> If they're just trying to play a joke on us. Maybe we'll find out a BotCon here in a few weeks. Yeah, here's hoping. (laughs) Well, wait, that reminds me. How long till BotCon anyways? What if... The 28th. So... Three weeks? Getting to be about... Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, it's the last weekend of this month. Right after Weird Al's album gets released. (laughs) Yep. Are we pimping Weird Al now? Who's lying... I'm sorry? Yeah. Are we... Weird Al album comes out on the 26th, BotCon on the 28th. Oh, and the Whose Line Is It Anyway? Season 1 Uncensored DVDs come out on the 26th, too. That's going to be one expensive weekend. <laughs> We're not getting free stuff, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, next story. Next story. Weird Al deserves to be pimp. <laughs> Transformer Spotlight Preview. IDW Publishing has released a five-page preview of the first in a series of upcoming Spotlight comics. The Spotlight series focuses on and fleshes out the story of a G1 character. And the first issue spotlights G1 Shockwave. This comic is set to be released Wednesday, September 13th. Which is this coming Wednesday. Yes. This... Oh, man. I'm, I'm... I cannot wait for this, because the Dinobots are going to be in it as well. Ugh. Do we need more Dinobots? The fact Simon that the... Furman wrote it. The <laughs> fact that Grimlock is in it is like the fact that there is oxygen on this planet. The, you know, I really don't care about the Grimlock being in it. In the preview, you had Swoop and Snarl speaking... Grimlock's like... Yeah, Snarl speaking intelligently which is something that I've always loved about the comics. The Dinobots were with the uh, it, more than Grimlock out of the Dinobots were intelligent. Sludge I'm and looking forward to it. Yeah, Sludge and Slag are pretty much dumb <laughs> bricks, but <laughs> Swoop and Snarl were always intelligent. Next story. Well, I guess we'll have more to talk about when it actually comes out. Yes. Uh, I don't buy the comics, but I, I'd actually pick this one up since I, I do like the Shockwave character. Well, I think the IDW, um, they, it was on their site, their trade paperback for the first six issues of Infiltration is going to be released, I think, in November? October or November. And I think I saw it even earlier. I thought it was like in a, few, a week or two. Well, maybe. I If I didn't have all of the first six issues, if I didn't have all the issues already, I'd strongly, I'd buy it, but... If you're not, I thought Infiltration was good. Oh, what the hell? Buy it anyways. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> no. And it, since this is trade paperback, they'll have 
full-size versions of all the covers in there. Yeah. So. Well, I also have a... Uh... Well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> You'll buy it. I, I don't know. If it's if it has the designs like World or uh, War Within trade paperbacks 1 and 2 did, I will. Because the Don Figueroa's designs, the black and white designs that he drew out were in that were in those trade paperbacks and I really liked that. And if EJ Sue, whose redesigns also kicked ass are in there, it would be definitely worth picking up. Yes, it would be. So next story? Next story. Sure, why not? Okay, rounding off this week's news, new Transformers Classic Images. We get new images uh, of some of the upcoming Transformers Classic figures, courtesy of the Japanese Patent Office. Go, Japanese! The, Im- the images are of resin prototypes of Optimus Prime, Starscream, and Jetfire, all figures which we have seen in their final stages. However, we also get our first look at Ramjet. I'm liking Ramjet. I'm, I'm liking really, Ramjet. Coneheads really, live. Yeah. <laughs> I am really liking Ramjet. I, I, I was you know hoping that they would do this. <laughs> because we've already got Ultramagnus coming with um, Skywarp. Skywarp. Hasbro is really going to whore out the Starscream mold this time around. But is that necessarily be... a bad thing? No, it's an awesome thing. It's the first time they've done it since G1, and fans have been begging for it. However, do you think we'll be seeing the Ramjet repaints in uh, two-packs? Probably. Oh. Or hopefully maybe by themselves, who knows? Hopefully. I, I really would hope to. I don't know how they would do Thrust with this different wig configuration, but here's hoping. Oh, well, they already remolded it once. Yeah. Shows they're not too adverse to it. But, I, you know, I have to say, I'm not totally thrilled with the um, Jetfire mold. Ugh. That figure's robot great. Mode, me of... Robot mode, he looks awesome. Jet mode... Robot mode might, reminds me of the Star Wars Transformers Imperial Shuttle. I don't get that, but I, I love the figure. I can see where you're going, Awa. I can't. Because I I have Maybe the figure. I'm looking at the black and white version. Yeah, I have the figure, the but resin proto or whatever. Yeah. I have the Imperial shuttle, and it's let's just put it this way: it doesn't even warrant me doing a <laughs> video review for it. Oh come on! So if it's like the Imperial shuttle, it will be an improvement from it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But. Just the now maybe it's missing its giant freaking cannons that are supposed to be attached to his back, but that's a possibility. You know when I first saw it and I didn't realize it was Jetfire, it made me think of Lyo Kaiser from uh, Victory, from Transformers Victory, and I was thoroughly confused because like why is there a Japanese robot? Why is there a Japanese character in the American? And then I realized I was an idiot. No arguments from me? I really opened that one up, didn't <laughs> I? Uh, do we know when these classic figures are actually coming out? Uh, sometime in 2007. I would be willing to bet that... Uh, well, the the first wave of classics are being released in November. Which means second wave will probably be December or January, which probably leaves, except for Jetfire, these to the third or later wave, which wouldn't be until sometime in uh, yeah. 2007. Ugh. <sighs> Hasbro likes making me wait. Yeah. Well, they've got to let it, 
they've gotta let the um they've gotta let the figures well, they have to get give distributed. You time to yeah, and they have to let you have some time to let your wallet recover from yeah. wave one. Yeah. Well, mine's been recovering since I haven't bought any uh, Cybertron in quite a while. If my Toys R Us would ever get Beast Wars 10th Anniversary Primal in, I'd buy it, but I haven't bought anything for most of the summer either. You know, my local, my local Toys R Us has Primal, but there's no Megatron in sight. Uh, would you be willing to pick him up for me? Uh, sure, if it's still there. Okay. Eh, what the heck, I just might as well buy them off, off the internet myself. Yes, but, you know... Ladies I've been checking Toys R Us as I have a gift card. Ladies and gentlemen, though, we've got to find good homes for all those Cybertron Defense Team red alerts out there. Uh, the, I've the, adopted one myself. The trash? <laughs> That's a good place. Yes. Uh, oh, along with those mini guns. David Willis. Yes. We should buy them all and send them to David Willis. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, uh, new figures, oh, wait, that's hot shot. Never mind. Uh, I've got a request for everybody who's on the forums. Uh, I've started a thread asking for what would you like to see me review, um, video review. I'm actually going to be getting a hold of an actual, honest-to-God, digital video camera here at some point. Yay. Soon. Impressive. So the image quality will hopefully be better. Unless so, you go uh, cheapo on the camera. I'm getting it used from a video file, so it's a pretty good camera, actually. Cool. So, uh, if anybody has any requests for Cybertron figures and or alternators, uh, those are the only figures I have immediate access to right now. All the others are sitting in my parents' basement. Um, give me a shout-out in the forums. Let me know what you'd like to see reviewed. Cybertron Soundwave seems to be a pretty popular pick. Actually, uh, that's going to be the one who is going to be tested with on the camera. Nice. Nifty. Okay, so on to discussion topic. Discussion yes. topics. Oh. Discussion topic time. Because you demanded it! <laughs> we are going to apparently do a rundown of all of the uh, Transformers cartoon series ranging from G1 all the way up to Cybertron. Except for the Japanese series, because we haven't seen any of those. I've seen them. Well, I've not enough to actually give a decent discussion. Of uh, I've seen the all of, of them except the entirety of Victory. Yeah, we were actually going to talk about the Japanese series. We were or really? weren't? Were. Okay. I guess. Oh, okay. More power to you then. If uh, Spada can do it quickly. Whatever. <laughs> I can do it very quickly. Okay, go for it. Well. Or, or do we want to talk about G1 first? Yeah, let's start with G1 because the other. Most of the, uh, a couple of the Japanese series are direct correlations to G1. Okay, go for it. It's G1. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, ov overview: Autobots uh, leave Cybertron. Decepticons follow them. Decepticons manage to shoot them down over prehistoric Earth. <laughs> They're pretty much lying dormant because of how much damage they took in the crash until about four million years later, which, instead of being a barren, desolate planet, has now managed to evolve life into humans <laughs> and is basically 1980s Earth. They get jostled by an earthquake, come back to life. Actually, it's a volcano eruption. First, leave the Autobots for dead. Autobots manage to recover later, get out, ally themselves with the humans, and the fight starts all over again. Yeah, and there's no big uh, story arc to the series. It's just kind of episode yeah, by episode. No. Uh, this was a very typical... Megatron's evil plot of the week. <laughs> yeah. 
This was a very typical of 1980s cartoons at the time. In fact, um, actually, no. Uh, now that I remember something, this was at, this and GI Joe were kind of the first series. This GI Joe and He Man to do the okay at the beginning of every series we reset at the bases. You know, the good guys are at the base, bad guys are at the base, and then shit happens. <laughs> and then by the end of the episode, everything's back to normal. Yep. And then the movie well, happened. And then the animation in the show really got bad. But the storylines are pretty much the same. Except for Rodimus groveling about... Except for it's Rodimus and Galvatron instead of Optimus and Megatron. It, it should be noted that season three is pretty much when the writers started to lose their sanity and go on crack because you had Daniel going back in time with Grimlock and you had these weird like giant interstellar beings using the Transformers <laughs> as dolls in a tea party and it that's weirder than Krem Zeke how yeah it it just started getting really, really, really weird at times. And also, this takes place in, like, what was it, 2010? Yeah, 2010. And in Japan... As per the Japanese name of Yes, it. in Japan, this season three was called Transformers 2010. And by this point, humanity is out in the stars, and Spike is some kind of ambassador to <laughs> Earth and all that fun stuff. And Daniel is the... Imagine Daniel, if anyone saw Star Trek The Next Generation and you had Wesley Crusher's science experiment going wrong for the week, that was Daniel. If you're called the Wesley Crusher of a show, you know you suck. <laughs> yes, he was Wesley Crusher before Wesley Crusher. Hey, but season three also spawned Call of the Primitives. That is very true. Uh, arguably the best show, the best episodes of the entire G1. It also spawned Carnage in C minor. <laughs> yes. yes it did. Ouch. Now, the one thing we have to realize heading into heading out of G1 that we as Americans know is the return of Optimus Prime. After the return of Optimus Prime, it kind of splinters because right after in America you have the Rebirth series, the three episodes with the Headmasters and the Target Masters. In Japan, shortly after the Rebirth se- Rebirth of Prime, you have the Headmasters series, followed directly by Master Force, Victory, and Zone, in that order. Now, Headmasters was a, a quick show, actually a really kind of stupid show, in my opinion. Especially about... if you have the dub. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, worst dub ever. But, um, in the show, Galvatron is... I'll bet I can find a worse dub. <laughs> As I was saying, Galvatron <laughs> is still alive. He's thoroughly causes Cybertron to blow up. Optimus is dead. Hot Rod becomes Rodimus again. They go off to find a new place to live while Fortress, i.e. Fortress Maximus, and the Headmasters go off in search to find Galvatron to to stop his reign of terror. Now, the one thing of note, in the U.S., the Headmasters were organic beings, binary bonded to robots. In Japan, the Headmasters were smaller robots who built larger bodies for themselves and reconfigured themselves into heads. 
which in my opinion was a much better concept. Uh, that was an awesome, that was a much better concept. And the target masters in the US were nebulons who binary bonded to to robots. In Japan they were once again micro transformers who oddly decided enough to team up TM yes. with and they didn't actually they weren't held like guns. They actually attached over the transformer's hand, which was pretty cool. So they were minicons, basically. Not really. They were they actually completely covered the hand. You couldn't like once they were on, you couldn't really get them off unless they wanted to be let go. You should have said yes. I was trying to piss off Matrix. And I'm trying to do this quickly now. Shut up. <laughs> oh, okay. Moving on to Master Force. Master Force is probably one of the weirder ones. It. I'm not sure how to describe it, but. Then stop and move on. I think you just did. You said it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Humans <laughs> became the engines of. Humans became the engines of the Transformers for no real apparent reason. Uh, Except Takara wanted to do that. Yeah, pretty much. And then yes. uh, the mysterious evil guy called Devil Z showed up in the end, and he turned out to be just a Scorponok clone. And then they defeated then they defeated him along with the Headmaster Juniors, and everyone was happy and bye bye. Transformers Victory takes place actually just after Master Force. Stars Star Saber and Dizarus. Great series. Has the Brain Masters, the Breast Force, the Multi-Force, and the Dino Force. Lots of cool toys. Pretty much Autobots versus Decepticons. Very G1. With, hey, the, with the Breast Force being the best subclass ever? Yes. <laughs> They're Transformers whose chest plates pop off and turn into animals and or guns. Lots of combiners. There were like four different combiners in that series. Combiner groups. Hell, then Star Trans Saber was freaking huge, and then he combined with an, with uh, Victory Leo, who was a reformatted uh, God Ginrai. God Ginrai, who was the main hero, or Power Master Prime, for those of you who aren't sure what that is. Uh, Transformer Zone actually only made one episode. <laughs> but there were three episodes originally made, but the other two were destroyed. All the combiners from the Decepticons, Overlord, Scorponok, or Megazarok, and Trypticon came back as mammoth huge versions of themselves with lots of armor and weapons and stuff. And they were all ruled by some guy that looked like a three-headed Quinnison. I don't really... No one really knows much about this show other than that it was also in a magazine called TV Magazine in Japan starring, um... What were the guys' names? Uh, Die Atlas, Sonic Bomber, and Roadfire. And they could all merge together to form a giant plane thingy or a giant base thingy. I thought it was they only got, like, one episode or, like, three episodes on TV and then they had to switch to a manga form. They got three episodes, but two of them were actually never shown. 
only one was shown it got such poor ratings that they just pulled it and but they still had this manga so they continued with the manga but no one seems to remember the manga very much well there was a freaking awesome megatron in it you're thinking of Super battle stars yeah you're thinking of return of convoy that was a oh, manga no, after zone where they brought ah, the convoy man. back and Megatron came back and Megatron became Super Megatron and then Ultimate Megatron. Oh, okay. And then he became a giant floating head. Are we through with G1 now? Which brings us to the Beast Trilogy. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> okay, so Awa, you seem to like Beast Wars a lot. You want to start us sure, off? Sure, although I'm all... Okay, does anybody... Uh, who out of us knows the most about Armadagon? I know a lot about if... it. Okay, we can. I'll do Beast Wars, and then, <laughs> then we can both do Armadagon. Okay, Beast Wars starts off hundred or a number of hundreds of years after G1 and the quote Great War unquote apparently ended. The G1 Transformers have downsized into Maximals and Predacons. The Predacons being the descendants of the Decepticons and the Maximals being the descendants of the Autobots. The Predacons are basically workers class and uh, relatively oppressed from their original Decepticon warmonger state and the Auto and the Maximals basically have control of things. Megatron takes his name after stealing information about prehistoric Earth which had until then been classified. Steals a ship travels back in time to prehistoric Earth, doesn't think he's actually hit the right place, Optimus and company have followed him back to the same location, they end up shooting each other down over prehistoric Earth without realizing it, they survive for a while on the planet which is overloaded with Energon, powerful energy source if you don't know already, which means they have to stay in their beast modes most of the time, they go through a bunch of, they go through about 26 episodes of this, discover some weird alien artifacts and stuff like that. Some screwing with a weird alien artifact leads the moon to turn into a device that's about to blow up the planet. One of the two moons. Optimus... One of the two moons, yes. Optimus Prime decides to fly a escape pod that Tarantulas had turned into a device up to try to blow up the thing before it could blow up the planet. Megatron jerry-rigs it to explode with Optimus in it. Megatron appears to have won. They come back. There's a huge explosion wave that carries from the thing that gets rid of all the Energon, but instead of actually killing the robots, changes them into new, more powerful forms. Only the ones from which... Cybertron, originally, that were not reconfigured on Earth from the from the protomatter. And were not in a recharge station at the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, just had to add that. But anyway... <laughs> It's alright. Anyway, they get reformatted, some of the characters die, they add in some more new characters, most of which are pretty awesome characters. Highly recommend watching it for the characterization, but we're just going plot here anyway. They end up, uh, season two, they end up discovering that they're on prehistoric Earth, Dinobot does a bunch of uh, stuff. They find Protoform X on the planet, who is apparently a weird maximal experiment at replicating Starscream's immortal spark. Yes, Technobabble. He gets taken control of by Megatron by Megatron removing his spark and keeping it in a squishy ball cage with a bunch of knives on the inside to torture him with. Um, Best torture device ever. Oh, yes. Uh, at the end of the series, Ravage, the original G1 Ravage, who has been rebuilt into a Predacon body and now has the ability to talk, is sent back by the heads of the Predacon armies and stuff like that to try to get rid of Megatron. 
Hey, Ravage. He teams up. Ravage had the ability to talk in G1. Not the G1 cartoon. G1 comic. He did. He talked in the G1 cartoon. The only time he did could. He? The only he time he talked was when he was in tape mode being played from a sound wave. No, he in talked the... once. I think that was during more than meets the eye. But we're getting off topic. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to prove my point. Okay. Ravage ends up uh, working with the Maximals to try to bring down uh, Optimus, and because Tarantulas was a undercover agent working with the same people that Ravage was, they managed to pretty much kick Megatron's ass and get him tied up. Then Megatron shows him the data tracks from the stuff he stole, showing Megatron saying, okay, if you're reading this, I've... Com- the original Megatron from G1 saying, okay, if you can hear this, I've failed completely. Here are the directions to G1 Earth. Use the time travel technology that I know they're developing to go back and change the outcome for me. Would you? Okay, thanks. Bye. Ravage sees it, goes, oh my god, that's awesome, turns on the Maximals, and they end up having to do a mad scramble to find where the Ark is on prehistoric Earth. And uh, the cliffhanger at the end of the season is Megatron shooting Optimus Prime in the head. And then giant time vortex thing ends up swirling around and he yells, You no longer exist, blah, 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 end of season. <laughs> Beginning of next season, uh, the Maximals make manage to kick Megatron out of there and then do a mad scramble to try to repair Optimus Primal. You mean Prime? Uh, opt- Prime, yeah, sorry. Uh, Prime Primal takes Prime Spark while they're doing the repairs on Prime's body. That precipitates him changing into Optimal Optimus. Uh, Megatron sees the same change, tries it with Megatron by breaking into the Ark again. The Maximal ship that they were using as their base ends up getting destroyed, so they end up resetting up their base of operations as the Ark. Uh, they try to find a way off the planet. Megatron keeps scheming. Tarantulas is gone most of the season, gets killed. Megatron finds what his scheme was, finds the crashed Decepticon ship, raises it up, and uses it to try to attack the Ark. The Maximals manage to find a sunken Autobot shuttle that was never recorded to be on the arc, in the Ark, and they use it to finally try to fight off Megatron, and uh, they succeed, timeline is restored, and they start flying home towards Cybertron. Everything's happy, right? Wrong. Apparently Megatron falls off mid-trip, and manages to take over Cybertron while they're gone, leading into Beast Machines. Now, while Beast Wars is going on, Beast Wars 2 and Beast Wars Neo... <laughs> in Japan, are actually taking place time-wise, timeline-wise. Beast Wars 2 was a very campy, very comedy-esque show. Um, had some interesting transformations, most notably Leo Convoy and Galvatron, who turned into a drill tank and a dragon. Um, other than that, <sighs> really not much of a story. On to Beast Wars 2, or Beast Wars Neo. Neo was interesting in the fact that it had Magmatron, which was a orgy combi- combiner between a pterodactyl, <laughs> a plethrodon, and um, an allosaurus? Sure, why And then not? there was Big Convoy, who was a mastodon. Yes. Yes, Big Convoy. Most awesome convoy yes. ever. Yes. <laughs> Hardest transformation back to animal I've ever had to deal with, but... Ah, here we go. Great character, too. The uh, Transformers that formed Magmatron were Gigantosaurus, Lamasaurus, and Quetzalcoatlus. I am really not making that up. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. I'm going to write this down. 
Gigantosaurus, Elasmosaurus, E-L-A-S-M-O-S-A-U-R-S. I, I was joking, you know. Okay. And Quetzalcoatlsaurus. Anyway, um, moving on. It also had a transforming giraffe and a transforming penguin. So, yeah. But uh, pretty much the entire... Th- and a transforming rabbit, too, if I yes, recall. Yes, transforming rabbit, transforming penguin, transforming giraffe, transforming... Raccoon. Dead. Yeah, transforming raccoon who had nuts. <laughs> and a uh, transforming... It's a tanuki. Yeah, it's a tanuki. And it was an alarm clock, yes. too, actually. And it worked, too. I have the toy. Uh, awesome. And what was the one thing... An Anamite. I can't remember the other bad guy that... Oh, yeah, dead Trian- or Triceratops. That was dumb. But, um... Unicron. Yes, Unicron. The bad guys were searching for Anagomus energy to revive Unicron. But the bad guys didn't know they were trying to revive Unicron until they finally did. Oops. But uh, this was also interesting because this was the first time we got a Unicron toy prototype in nineteen in the nineteen nineties. What about the Unicron prototype for G one? I said in the nineteen nineties. <laughs> okay. Come on, listen up, Bob. Uh Other than that, that season ended with I believe actually I believe both of them ended. Both Beast Wars two and Beast Wars Neo ended with everybody dying. Well, that's a good typical. way to end it. That's such a fun way to end a series. Very anyway, ge- Matrix, very... go on to Beast Machines. And we go on to Beast Machines. Uh, I think we have to end at Beast Machines. We're This is taking way too long. We can do it. We can talk about the rest of them next week. Okay. All right, do Beast Machines. Yes, let's right. finish with Beast Machines. Oh, nobody else wants to talk Beast Machines with me? I haven't seen it. Well, we'll... well that's I mean, a cop I've seen out. like five episodes. All right, so on to the best animated uh, Transformers series ever? No, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Come on, I'm not going to be biased, am I? <laughs> Alright, so Beast... What? Just talk. Beast Machines picks up uh, right where Beast Wars uh, leaves off. Uh, the Maximals are running around on Cybertron in their original Beast Wars forms, not knowing how they got there or why they have these forms, and they're being chased by a new group of Transformers called the Viacons. One thing of note, on the trip back through Transwarp to Cybertron, the Maximals duct-taped Megatron to the top of the shuttle, and duct-tape... That was a big mistake. Yeah, duct-tape does not like temporal expansion and contraction like that, and he kind of fell off. So he got back to Cybertron first and managed to kill everyone and take over the planet. Alright, so anyways... Uh, where was I? Uh, Primal was having hallucinations on the planet, if you want to call that. And he was following this big ball of light around. Do we even know what that was? No. <laughs> Alright. This is why we laugh when you say it was the best Transformers <laughs> series ever. <laughs> hey, it was. Anyways, it leads the... Anyways, uh, Primal meets up with the rest of the Maximals, and this ball of light leads them down into the heart of Cybertron, where they meet with this other big ball of energy, I guess, which they call... Uh, the, the Oracle, Oracle. <laughs> yes. It's a big rip-off of the Matrix, if you ask me. But anyway. Yeah, it looked... It, when it, Came before when it the first Matrix, showed up, it kind of looked like a giant thing of jello just floating in space. What do you mean, before the Matrix? Or a Stargate. Was it before the Matrix? Really? Yeah, my timeline must be messed up. <laughs> Anyways, the Maximals are reformatted, and they are... Techno-organic. Yes. Techno-organic. Is... Anyways, uh, back to the surface. So they meet up with Megatron... 
who is still in his uh, dragon form from the uh, original Beast Wars, and he's trying to get rid of it. Oh, and the Maximals can't actually transform in their new forms anymore. They have to learn how to transform. Which is... And instead of weapons, they have energy blasts. Yeah. And Rat Trap is completely out of character. No! He's completely in character. The one thing of interesting <laughs> note was... In Bizarro World, he's in character. <laughs> the one thing of interesting plot device was that while they were in robot form, the Viacons could detect them. When they were in beast form, the Viacons couldn't even find them on their scanners. They could see them. I mean, if they were standing right there, they could see them, but they couldn't pick them up on their maximal radar. Yeah. So anyways, the Maximals... Kind of a throwback to Season 1 of Beast Wars. Yeah. The Maximals uh, meet up with Megatron, where they learn that he's extracted all the sparks from all the Transformers on Cybertron, and he's keeping them for himself. Maximals do some stuff, Megatron does some stuff, Megatron somehow manages to turn himself into a big floating head. Yes, that's right. Uh, But first he became a dog (laughs) thing. A dog, a humanoid dog thing named Snowball who would randomly turn into a two-tailed eyeless worven named Savage. Savage. Oh, and before that, he would... Megatron brought back the sparks of three of the Maximals who were not featured in the series, turned them into the Vehicon Generals, because apparently his Vehicon drones Two Maximals, one Predacon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if, for, uh, oh, and if anybody's wondering, spoiler! Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Rhinox was brought back as Tankor, Silverbolt was brought back as Jetstorm, and then Waspinator was brought back as Thrust. Now, this is kind of weird, because at the end of Beast Wars, Waspinator was still on Earth. He got back using a catapult. Keep moving. <laughs> the humans built a catapult and flung him back to Cybertron. Yep. The proto-humans. <laughs> the proto-humans, yes. They built a catapult and just shot him into the air, and the next thing you see him is he's in Cybertron. Yes, now keep moving. <sighs> Alright, so where were we? Uh, we back were to the floating the, head? Uh, floating Big head. giant head Megatron, yes. Go from there. Uh... Megatron uh, made a giant <laughs> floating weapons platform that is actually just a giant floating head that act, that transforms which into... He, which he puts a spark in. Yes. That becomes his, his new body. In. Yeah. Yes. And because the whole, it, uh, the whole purpose of the series was he was trying to extract the organics from, from within himself. And then he brings down Obsidian and Stryka after the Maximals kick his ass as the big floating head. <laughs> and uh, then when uh, they get their butts kicked... He decides to steal Optimus Primal's old body, and they fight to the death. The Optimal Megatron slash Optimal Optimus body with Megatron Spark in it, with the uh, Optimal Optimus Beast Mode removed, versus uh, Optimus Primal. They fight to the death, they end up both killing each other, and Cybertron gets reformatted. The end. Yep, Cybertron becomes a big cabbage. Yeah, pretty much, and it ha- and it ends with the absolute worst ending seen in the entire history of the... <laughs> Which is a shame because the fight was oh awesome. the fight was fantastic, then the jo- then the Lego bots running out from the back, are just supposed to be the de- the citizens of Cybertron are running out and they all look exactly the same and they're all cubes. Yeah, they kind of ran out of budget. Yeah, but uh, as of note, 
Um, this series actually spawned, as everybody knows, a bunch of toys and everything, but it was the only Beast series that had a character that had no toy, and that was Botanica. The, I transformed from a weed into a flower. With a face. With a face. That was always kind of amusing, at least. Uh, Jesse, do we want to go ahead and do uh, Armada slash Energon slash Cybertron and then just chipmunk this whole thing? Uh, we still got to do R.I.D. Okay, do R.I.D. and then the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, Armada, Energon, and Cybertron are really quick. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen uh, R.I.D. since it aired on TV, so... <laughs> Um, I don't do even remember the basic storyline of it, other than the Autobots were already on Earth and the the Predacons came and attacked. That's ex- Autobots are on Earth fighting the uh, Predacons. It's kind of basic. Well, uh, the- Ultra Magnus ends up on Earth at one yep. point and helps Optimus. The uh, a few protoforms are captured by uh, Megatron and used to form the Decepticons, who are Scourge, the uh, G2 Optimus Prime repaint, and a uh, Combaticon repaint, which was called... Ruination. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Ruination. Ruination, sure. Most overused not? name. Yes. <laughs> then, uh, the one thing, though, there was no plot <laughs> for a very long time. There was plot in the first episode where this famous scientist was kidnapped, and then, of course, the... Japan has a habit of any time there are humans involved, always a little boy is with the Transformers. It happened in Zone, it happened in Victory, it was in Master Force, it happened in Headmasters. But it would never happen in any of those American series. <coughs> Wet wikis! Anyway. Um, but... Fort Max they, shows up? Yeah, Fort or Brave Maximus, a repaint of Fort Maximus, who actually doesn't have any of his guns or any of his cool accessories or anything. A borked version of Fortress Maximus. The one thing of note is it's the only series to have an episode removed due to a world event. When 9-11 happened, uh, they removed... They got rid of an episode where Megatron basically shot through the... Was it actually the World Trade Center? No, it was just... It was the tallest building in the world, and... It also ended up being probably one of my favorite episodes after I saw it subtitled later, but... It, it ended up with every single Transformer except Megatron holding the tower up to keep it from collapsing. They were all holding it and walking around the city with it. <laughs> because you saw a picture of the city and then the tower would move from one side of the city and then would start to tilt toward the other and it would shuffle over and stop. And it was my favorite episode of the entire series. And I only get, and it got it took like two years for me to get to actually see it. That's hilarious. I believe they did show it at Botcon. They did, they did. But I saw a uh, a um, fan sub of it a while back. Yeah. All right. Now moving so, into oh, how did the series end? The series ended with um. Oh, Wimper. Yeah, pretty much. It ended up with uh, Megatron who got energy from somewhere and turned all white and gained four more modes and Galvatron, and he fought Omega Prime, the combination of Optimus and Ultra Magnus, in the mantle of the Earth. <laughs> and then it just ah, yes, ended. Ah, yes, I remember. And then you saw... Then it, the credits rolled, and then you had this little thing where you saw Brave Maximus flying out into space, and a disc, a la 
Superman 3 floating through <laughs> space with Megatron and all the Predacons and all the Decepticons. And then you see the boy walking, and here comes Fire Convoy or Optimus in that series. And he's perfectly fine, and everyone's happy. And then the very end is of this nice beach scene. And all of a sudden, Skybite jumps out of the water and goes, Skybite, that's me! And the series ends. Yeah, I recall that episode now. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, that... Okay, Armada. Hey, there are these new plot devices called Minicons. Let's concept them on ever. Pokecons. They were good for toys as far as the episode go. Kind of gave them... It was like G1 where they had the episode plot device type thing, except the Minicons didn't even make them think up new ideas. This So the beginning of the series was pretty boring. After they found most of the Minicons, it actually got more interesting with varied plot stylings, the annoying kids actually forging a relationship with yeah, Starscream, Yeah, once they left Earth, the show became watchable. It actually got pretty good yeah, towards it, the end. With it got the, very good. Apparently the... Apparently, Unicron has been feeding off the energy created by the hatred between the Autobots and Decepticons, and he's just about to come back to life, and the Minicons are a tool of Unicron, and they try to destroy him and uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, eventually, it all leads to uh, he's destroyed, but he's starting to come back because Optimus Prime and Megatron are trying to kick each other's ass In on the last ass. episode titled Mortal Kombat was the best episode in the series probably one of the best Megatron Optimus fights ever. It's up there with the fight from Transformers. Yes, it's second only to that. Highly recommended if you can find it. And uh, then, ten years later, after Megatron has been lying inside Unicron dead for ten years, the Autobots are still hanging out on Earth. Most of the Decepticons have changed sides to help out the Autobots in keeping hold of the research facilities that the Autobots have been hidden away in on on Earth where they're trying to come up with new stuff. There's this kid named Kicker who is apparently a Deus Ex Machina for most of the stuff, and they're they start fighting. Scorponok comes in, starts leading the other Decepticons for whatever reason. Megatron comes back to life, and then there's a bunch of crap for the next fifty episodes. And then Megatron discovers a pool of super energon, dumps drives in and turns purple. <laughs> And um, all then this is a the one thing about this series that was kind of renowned. Everybody grows to giant size at some yes. point. Yes, for no apparent for no apparent reason. reason whatsoever. Everybody gets planet sized, Unicron sized. But also, this was the first time we had combiners since R.I.D. Uh, these were brand new yes, combiners. Yes, all one series ago. Yeah. <laughs> Two series. But these were real five bot combiners. Not really. They were... In the show, they were treated as single characters that broke into yeah, five. Yeah, pretty much. But, um... Yeah, it it kind of ended... It ended with Megatron flying into the sun while he contained Unicron's spark within him. Oh, yeah, and apparently Unicron's spark is only the size of a golf ball. Yeah. That sounds about right. Anyway, the first ten episodes of Energon are actually pretty darn entertaining. Go track them down if you can find them. After that, it just kind of turns into crap. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Except for the uh, Transformers 400th episode Spectacular, which was entertaining. And then it goes into Cybertron, where apparently killing Unicron was a bad thing to do because it's created a massive black hole that's going to destroy the universe. 
So they have to find the four cyber planet keys, or whatever the hell they are, and try to use those to... the power of those, which are apparently the power of Primus, to close the thing up. They end up on Earth again, for some reason. Now they were... Now they're not welcome on Earth anymore, so they're trying to hide. Try to find the cyber planet key on Earth, and then on three other planets. Uh, on Speedia, they have to win races to get it. On uh, the jungle planet, they have to win fights to get it. And on the giant planet, they have to encounter minicons to get it. In any case, they end up fighting Megatron and Starscream, where Starscream takes a trend from the last series and ends up growing to gigantic sizes by stealing some of the Cyber Planet Keys. But anyway, they go through combat with Starscream and combat with Megatron, and eventually they manage to get the Cyber Planet Keys and close the wormhole. Or black hole, or whatever. Now, that was the American release. The Japanese release, this was a completely standalone series. The black hole was called the Grand Black Hole. They never... Ex- Had nothing to do yeah, with Unicron. they never explained where it came from. The... No one has an idea. They just know it's there, but it's actually reaching through different universes. It's some kind of, like, cosmic anomaly that just farted into space one day. And the only way they can close it is to find the Force chips to revive... Much better name, by the way. Yes, to revive Primus, who is Cybertron. And they find, on Earth, they find the chip square, which, (laughs) the reason... reason That's the thing that all the keys lock into to awaken Primus. And... Then Primus closes the black hole. It, everything, it, everything Awa just said is exactly the same, except... Except they changed the name of the thing, and the black hole has nothing to do with it. Exactly. Either. Now, Primus, he, create, he brings together the four ships that were released out into the universe who... In, were all colonization. That were things. manned by Optimus Prime, Ultra Magnus, Grimlock, and Hot Rod. Or was it Jazz? One or the other. It was oh, was it jazz? Okay. That nah, doesn't matter. Anyway, but uh. Oh, and Soundwave shows up in a weird cameo. Yeah, Soundwave, the G1, G1 Soundwave. Soundwave shows up while Cybertron slash Galaxy Force sound or noise maze is listening to the radio. <laughs> but um, Primus brings all of the ships together, reformats all the ships into a giant ship, and then proceeds to use the giant ship as a cannon. To close the... Freaking awesome. It was awesome, but kind of campy. But anyway. Oh, yeah, but we're talking about a series that has giant transforming yeah, robots. That's true. You can't really complain but, too much uh, about camp. Primus uses the power of the chip square to reformat himself into a new Cybertron that has plants. But... And then uh, at the very end of the series, it is decided that all of the planets will work together to form a new space bridge system across the universe, and... Oh, and the reason that they'd sent the ships out in the first place with the original G1 Optimus Prime and all of them was the exact same thing. Except, by reforming the chip score, they actually managed to reconnect all the planets together, and they decided to do four more planets. Two. Which apparently will create another black hole that another generation of Transformers will have to seal. And I would comment, but I've never even seen one episode, so... (laughs) Uh, it was a step up from the beginning of Armada and everything after episode 10 of if you got, If by far. anyone can get a hold of the fan subs of Cybertron, I highly recommend it. 
And the dub wasn't the that dub bad wasn't horrible. I mean, it wasn't great, but, but was... when you have the same voice actor doing the voices of three or four different characters, all with a Texas accent, I have no problem with people from the South or the accent, but his was just so grating and annoying. It really got to me because it just was so out of character for a lot of them. And it did suffer from a bit too much stock animation, but not nearly as much as Energon. Oh, Energon... Energon, where Optimus Prime would transform into a super mode two or three times per episode. For no apparent reason. Yep. Are we fine? We... Anyway, that's all the Transformers series. We're done? So far. We're done. Yes, we're done. Are you sure? Yes. I believe we yeah. are. Now, if we haven't lost every single person <laughs> who is listening from how awful that was... Yeah, we're going to attempt to take we uh, to listener live questions. listener questions. Yes, and we're probably going to end up chipmunking that last part. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, first listener question. Please state your name and the question. Question is, which trans... Oh, sorry, name first. My name's Venema. I'm also on the forum. The question is, which Transformers medium do you enjoy the most? Print, comic books, online fiction, books, etc. Cartoons or toys? Hmm. Toys. <laughs> I probably enjoy the toys the most, but I don't really consider those a fiction. If you're talking about where I enjoy the stories from the most... Uh, in the Beast era, it was the cartoons. In the modern era, it's been more the comics, just because the uh, shows haven't suffered from being a lot of busy work. I've got to agree with Awa. The the Beast, the G1 Beast era, definitely the shows. The comics were okay. More recently, it's got to be the comics, simply because the art and the stories are much more up to par than they used to be. I just enjoy them more. The shows have not been nearly as good, except for Galaxy Force. That was a good show, in my opinion. It was entertaining. It was definitely... It was a good show. It was, it, was, it was nowhere near the Beast Wars shows, but it was probably about as good as R.I.D. was. R.I.D. was not as good as Galaxy Force, in my opinion, but... Okay, I didn't see a ton of uh, R.I.D., so just kind of basing that on general. And I like a lighthearted series every once in a while, so I do kind of rank R.A.D. higher than most people. Hey, R.A.D. was good. Oh, I'm not saying it wasn't. Yeah, I just it was liked good. Galaxy Force more than I did R.I.D. And I'm going to have to go with the uh, cartoon as well, mainly the uh, G1 era, G1 Beast Wars, Beast Machines. All right. Anyone else have a question? Questions? Listener questions? No? Alright, no question. I believe this is our longest episode ever now. Alright, so anything you want to mention before we end the show? Um, go to our forums. If you enjoy the show, you like our forums, make sure you visit them. Um, give us some feedback. Let me know what uh, figures you'd like to see reviewed. I should be uh, hopefully getting the quality of my re- video reviews up a little bit lately, and they should be a little bit longer. Come on, you can't so. top me now. Oh, no, I'm I going to top it. you. <laughs> I'm going to top you. No. I promise next week's discussion topic will not be nearly no, as painful. No, um, unless, uh, yeah, we kind of apologize for the discussion topic this week. There was a lot of material to cover. And I did, I did throw up uh, two new video reviews today. Uh, G1 Wheelie, yay! I know everyone's gonna love that. And Friend uh, find in my behind. Yeah, G1 Overkill and Slugfest. I'm trying to get the smaller figures out of the way first. Slugfest. I've never even seen that toy. Awesome. 
We'll go take a look at the review. I will. All right. On tfwire.com. Yeah. All right, so I believe that brings us to the end of the show. That bling, that blings us, yes, that blings us to the end. I want to thank everyone who uh, decided to come and listen to us live. Yes, thank you for all listening to us. Yay. Yep, thanks for coming, guys. We will probably end up doing another one of these, what, in about a month? Uh, hopefully it's longer than that this time. We'll see. I don't time. know about these hour we'll shows. We'll do another one at some time point. Time will tell. You know, it's going to be a pain in the ass to edit this. Yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know. All right. Sorry. All right, so this is Matrix Prime signing off. This is, Spa- this is Spada saying goodnight, everybody. Yeah. This is R64 saying see you in seven. But you hang me out to try, you know